Are you familiar with an image that uh, Chris Fairbanks drew of you a couple years back? You're reimagined as a Portland hipster. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yeah, again, Chris Fairbanks, who I met through Bobcat. Uh, it's, uh, oh, really? Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should reconstitute that image for the for the tour. You coming June sixth? You know, there's a. You know, we're doing a a, a, a decent sized tour, and there, but there are three or four dates that I really am looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to the Aladdin in Portland, the Bell House in Brooklyn, and. Uh, uh, the, the, the uh, Minneapolis. Those are the, the gigs that I'm really looking for. Oh, Minneapolis, really? Yeah. Good crowd? Minneapolis is the, is the Portland of the Midwest. At the top of the show, you heard Dana Gould, who will be appearing with Bobcat Goldthwait at the Aladdin Theatre Thursday, June 6th, on the show with Two Heads Tour. You can hear more from Dana on his monthly retro-inspired podcast, The Dana Gould Hour, featuring fellow comedians and interviews with interesting guests, monologues, and music. More from the legendary comic now on his tour with Bobcat. I'm Gregory Day. This is the Portland Podcast. There are three or four dates that I really am looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to the Aladdin in Portland, the Bell House in Brooklyn, and... uh, uh, the, the, the and Minneapolis. Those are the, the gigs that I'm really looking for. Oh, Minneapolis, really? Yeah. Good crowd. Minneapolis is the is the Portland of the Midwest. You got that black eyes too. Yeah. If an NPR station got struck by lightning and became a city, that would be Minneapolis. You're off to a fast start. I love it. You're playing a show with Bobcat. Uh, really curious th- how this is going to play out. The show with two heads. Are you going to come out in costume, or is it going to be a banter with you back and forth? The original title was the Hilarious Wilburys. Bob and I have known each other. I've known Bob since I started out. Uh, in the in the, we both came out of Boston and in the '80s, and. Um, you know, he was much, I was just starting out and he was already very well established and he was just getting ready to move to California. But we had the, you know, we, we, we liked the same music. You know, we were both like little, you know, like the same kind of music, like the same kind of bands, like the same kind of comedy, you know? And so as a result, we had all the same friends and, um, and we're all still, you know, we're all still friends and, you know, uh, people live in different places. Um, and Bob and I both still live in, in LA. And, and last year we both had comedy, horror comedy shows on television. I had stand against evil on IFC and Bob had misfits and monsters on true. And, uh, Bob was in an episode of stand against evil. And, you know, as Bob said, we were the Kings of cable comedy horror. And, so we just, you know, we were just hanging out. We're just like, not even show business friends, just, you know, actual friends go to a, we would go to a concert together. And, uh, and he said like, oh, we should, uh, we should do some dates. And we had a, a free, we both had like a, an area in May that was open. I'm on, you know, we both have other jobs and I said, yeah, I could do it. And I called my, you know, my people and they called his people and we, to our delight, uh, that people were like, yeah, that would be great, you know. Um, and so a little tour fell together really quickly, and and we were as delighted as anybody. The the beautiful thing about 
the fact that we both have other jobs, you know, um, Bob, we both, Bob has a very active directing career. I have a very active writing career is that we get to do comedy because we want to, you know, we're not out there like our podcast. Yeah. We're, yeah. Although I would never have, I would never be on stage as long as an episode of my podcast, but, um, we, I, I have some sympathy for people. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that we don't have to, um, you know, we can, we do it for the joy of it. And, you know, it, it's not like we're out there schlepping 50 goddamn weeks a year. Like, Oh, where am I today? Like, you know, we're go everywhere. We're going, we want to go. And, you know, we're doing it enough. Uh, we're doing it enough, but not too much. So, uh, we're, we're, we're really, uh, we're really exciting, uh, excited about doing it. And we think that we, you know, we, we, we're, we're very similar people. We have very similar tastes and we think our audience has, you know, we have a similar appeal. You know, comedy is people lump comedy, people lump comedians together in a way that they don't lump bands together. Like you would never, I'll use the old, you know, you would never put a country act with a hip hop act. They're very, they're both musicians, but they do very different things. They have very different attitude. And in comedy, people, you know, like, you know, uh, you have, uh, Dane Cook and Joe Rogan and me and Bobcat and Billy Burr and Frank Caliendo or, or whoever, you know, they're all different, you know, and, um, you know, uh, I, I think that Bob and I occupy sort of, we're sort of in the same drawer and I think we probably appeal to the same, same people. People that own a Ramones T-shirt, unironically. <laughs> People that own a Ramones T-shirt that's not for their toddler. <laughs> you know, that's great. I mean, I have to cut, stop laughing so I can make sure I follow my notes here. Now, <laughs> you know what I really love about Bobcat is his his attitude on success. I'm wondering if you share that in common because he's more concerned about, like you said this on uh, Late Show, that he's more concerned about the quality of life over success. And here's a guy that would know he had to reinvent himself. So do you have that in common? And he did. Yeah, we do. I mean, I, I don't think we would be as close of friends as we are if we didn't share that mentality. You know, I never um, was as famous as Bob or, you know, I, I, I never started movies. But, you know, I've, I've had a lot of success and, you know, working on The Simpsons for seven years and a lot of, um, you know, I've been on the cast of television shows and, th- and things like that. And and I you know, I've always, I've always cared more about the quality of my work and the quality of my life than... Well, you can tell that by listening you know, to your podcast. You really put so much effort into this. Never an hour. Uh, <laughs> right. But it's well produced. I should call it the weekly Dana Gould Hour, just a double on the lies. Um, it, it is by definition kind of a, a, a punk attitude. I mean, it's, it's, it's reminiscent of the kind of music that we like, you know, it's like, you know, I, I, I there's no such thing as selling out, but if there was, I don't want to do it, you know? And I, I think that people, you know, the, the bands I like, the, the, the music that I like, the movies that I like, it, it's all sort of unapologetically, you know, uh, true to what it is. And, and I would rather have that. I mean, I, I know people that are really, really famous and they're not having any more fun that I'm having. 
Well, that's great to hear. That really is wonderful to hear. Um, I love that interview that you did a couple of years back with Alison Rose and learned a lot about you, especially how you, you developed this podcast, because this podcast is something very, very special. Um, you were influenced very strongly by Joe Frank as far as breaking the conversation up, which makes it very interesting to listen to. Yeah, I've been experimenting with like the, the 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 next episode that I'm the the one I'm cutting now. Uh, there's two interviews. There's there's one with an interview with an author named Mallory O'Meara who just wrote a book called The Lady from the Black Lagoon, and it's this very interesting story about there was a woman in the 50s in Los Angeles who worked at Universal Studios. She designed the creature from the Black Lagoon, but because she was a woman, she didn't get the credit. Uh, the credit was taken by a guy named Bud Westmore, who ran. You've mentioned this before. I've heard this before. Yeah, and I have the I have the because uh, I I interviewed her for uh, older and I held over the interview, but I, I mentioned it because I wanted people to buy the book. It was a very interesting book, and the book is also about her journey in writing the book. And the other interview I wrote uh, I did was with this guy named Tom Berman, who was. In the it was one of the original makeup artists at 20th Century Fox when they made Planet of the Apes. He was one of the original guys that got the script when they sat at the table and they were like, "We don't know how we're going to do this." They're like, "Well, you have two months." And the guy that he worked for, a guy named John Chambers, was the guy that John Goodman played in Argo. Like the whole time they're developing ape makeup for 20th Century Fox, they're also making masks for the CIA for these guys to go undercover in Prague. Um, so it's a fascinating, fascinating story. And I'm, I don't think I can cut those interviews up because they're so specific and they're so, they're, they're two different interviews, but kind of about the same world. Um, and so I'll probably keep them together. And, and the, yeah, and the fact is each one of those would be a podcast for someone else. It would just be that interview for an hour or whatever, and that would be the podcast. I don't know why I have to build it into a wedding cake. <laughs> I, I can't tell you why, but people seem to like it. Yeah. That's unique. It's, it's not Mark Maron, like you said. It's, you're not copying Mark Maron. You're doing your own thing. Yeah, and I, I love the vintage. You know, my whole, like, I wanted Retro. the show to be like, right. Yeah, it's like what the, I wanted it to sound like. You know, like, what would it what would it sound like to listen to like a cool talk radio show in the mid '60s, like with these old jingles and old snack bar ads, and it's just like it's just sort of like a, you know, it's it's the oral equivalent of going around a really good used bookstore or a really good used record store. Uh, that was kind of the the feeling that I wanted to to give it, and and it has it. I think the people that do the show with me do an amazing job, Joe Napolitano and Jolinda Palmer and Jeff Fox. And uh, so I just, I, you know, it ain't broke, so I don't fix it. <laughs> Are you familiar with an image that uh, Chris Fairbanks drew of you a couple years back? You're, you're reimagined as a Portland hipster. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Again, Chris Fairbanks, who I met through Bobcat. Uh, it's a, oh, really? Yeah, we should... Yeah, we should reconstitute that image for the for the tour. Now, I get that you're a big reader too. Um, I get that from the podcast. You read Not a lot. To brag. Yeah. 
Oh, you read a lot. I mean, you, you read the Inside uh, Star Trek book, The Real Story, a couple of books about Star yeah. Trek, which I really yeah. enjoyed. Um, that, it was a great episode. Yeah, that interview was great. John and BJ were so great. Great, great so, laugh. I love John's laugh. And BJ had some great stories. Yeah, so so sweet. And I love these people that are just like, they've, they've been there, done that, and they're, they really enjoy life, you know. Uh, uh, you know, that's again, like what you're talking about was quality of life. Like, you know, they're, they're into what they're into. They, they love what they love. And that's, that's all you can hope for. You know, you really opened up to Allison too, when you spoke with her, I, I, again, I know it's been a while, but I don't think I've heard an interview with you or on you on a podcast, anything quite like that before you, you totally opened up to her. Yeah. Well, I've known Allison for a long time and that was probably in about what, 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah, that was the year of my divorce, so I was probably a little less guarded than I would be if I did it today. <laughs> That's never a good year. <laughs> I think my time is running out, uh, but uh, this was a, a lot of fun. I know that uh, you're not good with free time. You're a very busy man. What are you working on now and next? What's coming up for you? Uh, well, I'm developing, a, hopefully, an animated show for um, uh uh, one of the networks for streaming services. Um, Stand Against Evil uh, wrapped its final season, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm still doing the podcast, still performing, and I'm getting ready to do three things. I'm developing an animated series. I'm uh, possibly writing a uh, sort of a uh, writing a straight out horror film, which uh, I'm getting ready to, to finalize the deal on. It'll be creepy. It's more, you know, scary creepy. Uh, and uh, along the lines of Annabelle. And uh, then I'm uh, last year I adapted Rod Serling's first draft of Planet of the Apes as a graphic novel, and there may be another book uh, along those lines. Right, multi-talented man. Thank you so much. Hard to hit a moving target. That's my theory. <laughs> really appreciate well, I hope it. hope to see you at the show. I hope to see you at the show. Thank you so oh, much. Absolutely, everybody. absolutely, and thank you again. I'm much obliged. My pleasure. Cheers. My pleasure. Hey, Sheila, you still there? Okay, we're done. Thank you. (laughs) I'm saying thank you to myself. Today's show was produced and edited by Gregory Day. That's me. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can reach me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. We'll be back very shortly. See you then.